My name is Meena Sandru and I'm looking very much forward to a talk which is on Indian brain drain. According to the United Nations, India has the largest diaspora, more than 7.5 million in the world. Over the years, millions of young, talented Indians from various disciplines have left the soil in search of better opportunities. Overseas university education has been a favorite among Indian students for a very long time. It is clear that the brightest minds desire the West's greener opportunities. The Modern India has invited Janalin Kaur, who is cybersecurity project manager at Shipste. Shipste is a Norwegian company. Dear Janalin, uh, my first question to you is, as of 2018, nearly 753,000 Indian students were studying abroad. Why is it so popular to study abroad? Uh, thanks, Rina. Um, I'll just introduce myself. Um, as Rina mentioned, I work for Shipston and I'm living in Norway for one year. Over a year, I have been living in other countries across Europe for some years as well before I moved to Norway. Um, a very interesting question, Rina. I was uh, reading this nice article about uh, education. Um, I found out that historically, Indians have been going abroad uh, to study since mid-18th century. If we take uh, example of Mahatma Gandhi and Sarojini Naidu, both are those two Indians that we all know who went abroad for education. Um, coming back to what happens today, the reasons due to which Indians choose to study abroad, they vary greatly from person to person. For reasons uh, from my perspective uh, could be the top quality education. Um, firstly, the top quality education. The students in India, no doubt they're very, very bright. And of course, when you are that bright, you would want to choose in uh, best performing universities globally. So they, you know, they choose the best option available to them. Uh, I think the next one uh, would be better value of skills. We say this very often about the doctors in U.S. Uh, that you know you find most doctors in U.S. are Indian because their you know their value of their skills is much more than their value of the skills back home. But it is not just common for the doctors. It's I think it's for all the skills such as IT. One gets better value of their skills abroad than uh, in India. Thirdly, I think competition is a big factor. India is a you know is colossal in size and population, and hence the competition is quite vigorous. It's it's not the same case here in Europe. The demand and the supply for the skills it's quite fair. Hence you get you know better uh, better quality of your life, less competition, less fighting. Uh, and then lastly, I think it's because of settling abroad. Uh, some use education as a pathway to settle abroad for various reasons. It could be, you know, uh, the pollution in your city back home was quite much or commute time was too high or population was bothering you. could be various reasons. So people choose education as a medium to settle abroad. Yeah, among other reasons. These, I think, for uh, the major reasons. Oh, this mm. is interesting, Charanine. But I've mm -hmm. also noticed that Indian universities, universities constantly score very low in global rankings. Mm. If you look at the world university rankings from 2021, not one Indian institute featured among the world's top 100 universities. 
So why is it that higher education in India is an unattractive prospect? Yeah, uh, I actually read it too. Uh, and it was uh, surprising, but at the same time, not so surprising. Some things are more obvious than others. Um, so let, if we see the, you know, the, the oldest universities in India, they only started in 1857. So our oldest universities, University of Calcutta, University of Madras, University of Bombay, they, they were established in 1857, while our, you know, IITs, the first one started uh, post-independence in 1947 by uh, Jawaharlal Nehru. So comparing this with Oxford University or Cambridge, which began their operations in, in the 10th century and 12th uh, century, respectively, those universities have, you know, almost 1,000 years of evolution and uh, times to improve continuously. And we haven't had this opportunity. So these are not so uh, old university. We do not have that much uh, history with us, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, that's one factor. Other, I think, could be that whenever you know the global rankings occur, they they measure various aspects of a university and they rank them separately. So it could be one aspect could be the campus of the university, the competence of the faculty member, the courses the university provide. And I was reading this really nice report from the IIT director, uh, Ram Gopal Rao. He mentioned that the biggest hit we get is in two major areas. First one is the number of foreign faculty members. And second is foreign students. We have none, actually, very close to zero. So, so that is another reason why India is still ranking very low when it comes to global rankings because it is still not yet the attractive place for international students and teachers as it should be. As I last heard, the IETs are planning something around it to attract more foreigners in India, but uh, it will be a long time before we witness, you know, the results. Norway may be a challenge here. But you are working in a Norwegian company, Shipste. The world mm. is becoming increasingly borderless for skilled workers, especially mm. from India. Yeah. Talented and skilled workers are migrating actively on the international labor markets, both permanently and temporarily. I completely agree with you that the borders are becoming less and less relevant and people want to hire skills from wherever they find the best match. And this trend is going on the other But I think because it got a hit because these days companies... Uh, are hiring locally more to support their economies, to support the people who were permitted or who were, you know, who lost their jobs due to Corona. But once we get out of it, I think it will, the trend will still go upwards. People would still want to hire international labor. So I come from New Delhi, born and brought up there. I, I like the diversity that I get to see in New Delhi. People from uh, uh, 
you know, all the states in, in India, you get to meet them, you get to speak with them uh, in Delhi. So that's that's the that's home. That being said, uh, I used to drive uh, 1.5 hour each side to my work and get back home. I used to get stuck in longer traffic times, and uh, which is very common. It would happen every other day. There are 10 times more vehicles on the daily roads, and you know that contributes to pollution. So it takes away a lot of my everyday life that I have. I had less hours, less time to spend on myself. So my, that was one of my motivation to basically you know, leave Delhi and uh, find places where I can live where I want to and work the work I would like to work. So, the, and lastly, I'm more of a winter person. So Norway seems like a, a, you know, best match for me now. I have more time for myself. I can do much more in a day and use my time effectively. And I like the fact that I can go out for a walk at 11 at night alone and not be worried about it. Um, my work and personal life is much more balanced here. And uh, and I also love the fact that I and my husband can share the house responsibility equally without, you know, being uh, questioned or looked down sometimes. So the, the quality of life has increased for me personally. Uh, while, uh, you know, and I that was one of the reasons I wanted to come to Norway and live here. Mm. So far, it seems like a good choice. Mm. I'm happy to hear that. But now it's like that, Charanin, that Corona has changed completely in all countries that we work. The way we work has changed completely. And I think we are getting used to the new normal. And what do you think? Because all companies all over the globe, they are rolling out work from home policies. What do you think that these things really change the prospects for Indians? who want to pursue the Norwegian dream? Uh, yeah, correctly. So, Corona has changed a lot of things. There is also one thing that uh, I think it was TCS that said that they don't need, they don't believe that they need more than 25% of their workforce at faculties in order to be 100% productive. And companies have started to rolling out the hybrid policy, you know, work four days from home and come for one day, something like that. So, and TCS has already done this to 75% of their workforce. So they should be working from home for the upcoming years, as they said. So I think for most Indians who want to or who will pursue the education in Scandinavia, given that is the most popular choice among Indians, the, the scenario would remain same. They would come, do the education, and like any other um, person in the market would apply for the job, they would do so. But they can get a job and stay here while working from Nor uh, Norway or Scandinavia, traveling, you know, seeing these places. So that would remain same. One thing I think would change is, you know, usually some international Scandinavian companies, such as my company, Shipstead and IKEA, they also spend quite much in the relocation of employees that they hire from India. So they hire someone from India and then they spend money to bring them over here. 
so they can work together with the you know indian employees and get the talent they need i think that has that has you know reduced and it will reduce further because the companies might want the employees to continue to work from you know wherever they are hired and occasionally visit the office in scandinavia so so this international hiring and relocating the employee it would change but i think for the most part for the education route it would still remain the same for indians who want to pursue their scandinavian dream here mm-hmm. that was interesting thoughts let's move on to the next question jenelyn i have for you um more than 200 million people which accounts for more than 3% of the world's population are living outside the native countries half of the transnational migrants are from 20 countries with china poland india and mexico ranking at the top of the list and now mera sawal aane wala hai non residential indians are now becoming not returning indians aisa kyun hai ki indians jab bahar chale jaate hain pehle to hota tha ki hum baatein karte the reverse brain drain ka ki india that was a phenomenon in india but ab wo trend nahi dikh raha hai aapke man mein koi aisi soch hai ya thoughts hai ki aisa kyun hai um yeah this is um, this is very interesting ye bada hi matlab dilchasp sawal hai sochne ke liye bhi ke why wouldn't someone who's born and brought up in a country when they move out wouldn't want to come back but i think it really varies from person to person i met both who never returned to home and also those who did it it all i think depends on the value added by living in this country if you think that is utmost and that you cannot compromise uh then you choose to say but uh, if you feel like the life home was much better and that that value that you had when you lived there was much more than you you know then you hold on to it this this comfort of living in scandinavia then it seems a little bit you know dull so so it 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 really varies um i remember a nice friend of mine when i lived in estonia he was pursuing uh he was in last year of his phd then he did his post graduate also from estonia uh, tartu university it's uh, one of the very good universities from um i think it's biomedical research so he did not he lived in estonia for 8 years they had a baby boy together and when both the couple they did their post graduation from there they moved back to bihar and uh, now both of them are professors in banaras hindu university uh, and doing very well but uh, they like living here but for them most important for them was to live with the extended family back home they wanted their kids to to you know to live with their grandparents and experience the culture while living there so 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 people who choose to never return uh they have to make their bargains people like me i have i am undecided but they have to make their bargains as to what is more important what is more value adding to their life than you know so they have to let go of some things and then hold on to some things very tightly mm. 
interesting. Uh, then I have my last question for you. And then I will open up for the audience to just join the stage and share their thoughts and reflections on things we have already talked about. When you made a decision in Norway, that you will do work in ships, how did you think about your mind? What did you think about Norway? And when you came here, were your expectations met? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a funny story. I had loads and loads of expectations from Norway uh, because I've lived in Estonia already, which I just loved living there. I have friends I'm still connected to. Then I lived in Sweden. So I already knew, you know, what it's like to live in a Scandinavian country. Uh, but when I wanted to come to Norway, I wanted this, you know, a balance. I wanted an international society. Uh, Likin, I also didn't want that many people. Uh, I come from Delhi, so I always measured it in millions. Uh, we have two, more than 20 million people in Delhi. So I wanted to a balanced society. Can neither too many people, but nor just empty. You know, people want that I connect with colleagues from all around the world. And multicultural society, you know, flavors, food. And most importantly, focus was that quality of life should be good. I am, you know, we are losing time. We are losing life every day. So if I'm not able to improve it, I think it's it's a lot. I'm missing a lot on that. Uh, so these were my expectations when I moved. And actually, when uh, I started working for Shipstead, I think I'm the ex my expectations were met greatly. Uh, I found international society, colleagues from all around the world, equality for women, less hierarchy at work, very positive, very supportive, healthy work environment. So, Mira experience, Norway, say what Norway has given back to me, has been very positive so far, even though Corona made it a little bit trickier to make friends and to, you know, connect with people. Besides that, I think... I have had the best last year, uh, the experience I had. I'm just very satisfied and content with it, really. So now we will stop the recording. So, Saura Pavidi, if you want to join the stage, please um, join. If you have a comment here.